Retirement accounts have been taught to us as a great tool for setting up your financial future. 401ks and IRAs teach us that by putting a little bit away every month for long periods of time, we can retire comfortably with what we've saved. But a major fault with these accounts is that they force you to relinquish control of your money. Even if you come across a great opportunity or need access to your funds, you'll be hit with large taxes and penalties. Today's guest helps people convert their retirement accounts into accounts they can use and have access to penalty and tax-free. Learn how you can take control of your money and your retirement accounts in this brief episode with Daniel Blue. This is Building Passive Income and Wealth Through Real Estate, where we guide you through the relentless pursuit of financial independence. I'm your host, Justin Moy, managing partner at Perpetual Wealth Capital a multifamily real estate investing firm that lets everyday people invest passively in income-producing apartment buildings. Hey, investors. Welcome back to another episode of Building Passive Income and Wealth Through Real Estate. Today, I am sitting down with Daniel Blue. Now, Daniel is an author, Forbes contributor, podcast host, and owner of Quest Education. Now, his mission is to help people take control over their finances and change their lives for the better. Daniel, we are excited to have you here on the show. Hey, Justin, thank you so much for the introduction and appreciate you having me here. Of course, so tell us about Quest Education. Why did you start it? What problem does it solve? And why do you continue to work so hard towards those goals there? So I got involved in sales at 18 years old. I went to college because society told me to, but I was just aimlessly walking around campus. Like I had no end goal. I just showed up because that's what society told me to. And at the time, I'm like trying to figure out my life. And networking has been a key for me. And networking was something I did pretty decent at in college. And I was able to network with some people. And I got into sales at 18 years old and ended up dropping out of college my freshman year. Figured out sales was something that was pretty lucrative and I enjoyed doing it. And I was in the real estate space. And because I was in the real estate space, then I'm talking to real estate investors. And I would hear people say, I just use my 401k to flip this house. Or I just use my IRA to do this multifamily deal. And I'm thinking, wait, what? You can use a retirement account to invest into real estate in the way that they're explaining it? Like That blew my mind. I was always taught that IRA and 401k money was for mutual funds and stocks. So yeah. the whole self-directed arena was introduced to me at 18 years old. And I knew that was something I wanted to eventually get into. And after getting into sales and running teams and managing companies and whatnot, I kind of got burnt out in sales. And I always knew I could fall back onto this financial space, the self-directed world. And I ended up working for a company. I switched industries and fell in love with the self-directed side. And it's been something that's been a good ride for me. Ended up working for a company for a number of years. And then four years ago, I started my own firm. And our mission is to help people access their IRA and 401k money penalty and tax-free, essentially liberate their retirement accounts and allow people to essentially be the captain of their own ship, so to speak. Yeah. I think it's something that I'm such a huge believer in as well, because one of the things that I guess us in the what you call alternative investment space. And I'm so hesitant to use that language because in my opinion, I don't think it should be alternative. You know, I think that should be kind of the standard. But us in the space here, we see people put money in their IRAs or their 401ks and we lose our minds because all we're thinking is you're losing control. You're just giving that money up. You don't have access to it. Major life events happen. Other opportunities come up and you have the money, but you kind of don't. 
you don't really have access to it. And I think that's such a huge issue that a lot of people with a lot of conventional wisdom or conventional teachings are kind of in, maybe they're millionaires, but they're still going to work every day. It's like, well, that doesn't really do anything for you. So tell us kind of about that process because things tend to change a lot in this space, self-directed IRAs, retirement accounts, how you access the money. What do listeners need to know about accessing their money now? It sounds like there's some penalty-free options. There's some tax-free options. Give us an overview of exactly how that works when conventionally you haven't been able to access this money for numbers of years or until you reach a certain age. Yeah. I'll give a recent example. We had someone come to us. She was working on her second flip. She needed about $30,000 to finish rehabbing the deal. Had money through like private lending and some of her own capital. So this is you know additional funding that she needed. And she came to us where she had a 401k from an old job and had about $100,000 in it, needs 30 to finish this deal. So we were able to help her take $100,000, move it over into what's called a solo 401k. It's, it's a plan that is for an entrepreneur and she qualified for the IRS guidelines and moved her 100000 into the solo 401k. She used the loan feature on the solo 401k where she took out 30000 penalty and tax free use that to finish her deal. And then as long as she paid back 30,000 plus five and a half percent interest back to her retirement account within five years, there's zero penalties and taxes on the 30K that she pulled out. And what's even cooler is the five and a half percent goes back to her retirement account. So she's paying herself back plus the interest. So that was just a tool in the tool belt that she was able to use to essentially, instead of use her retirement account to invest into the stock market, she was able to tap into some of that money and use it to essentially invest into herself into real estate. And obviously everything has risk. So I'm not here to say that what I'm saying is the one and only solution. I really love the space that we're in. We're not financial advisors. I'm not here to pitch insurance or stocks or real estate. We're here to sell solutions and we just provide education. Everything that we provide is essentially Googleable information, if that's even a word. You can Google all this stuff on your own and figure out how to do it on your own, or you can work with a company like ours that's been in the trenches for a long time. We've got just over a thousand customers in all 50 states, and we've helped a lot of people navigate certain situations, just like the one I described. Yeah. So what are the qualifications? It sounds like you had said, and she happened to qualify maybe because she was an entrepreneur. What exactly are the qualifications? And it sounds like it does need to be an old 401k, right? From a previous job or kind of give us the overview of what are the qualifications that somebody needs to be able to access some of this money? Yeah. Basically, if you got a 401k from an old job or an IRA, you're pretty much free to move that money to another retirement account. And you're in the, you know, like I said, alternative space. And, you know, probably a lot of your listeners are savvy, they've heard of a self-directed IRA. And that's how a lot of people operate where they can invest in the multifamily and alternative investments using a self-directed IRA. We do some of that, but we like to, if we can, play in the solo 401k arena. And that's just because a solo 401k has a loan feature. IRA does not. You can put a lot more money in a solo 401k than an IRA. So to qualify for, let's just say, a solo 401k in the scenario I explained with the lady that we recently helped, you just have to have some kind of entrepreneurship activity going on, some kind of side hustle. Maybe you're a freelancer. Maybe you do consulting. Maybe you have an LLC where you do you know, real estate flips. Maybe you have 1099 commission as a realtor, right? Like There just has to be some kind of business activity going on. And as long as within that business or just in general, 
in all of your businesses, you don't have any W-2 employees, then you on paper qualify for a solo 401k per the guidelines that the IRS makes available via public uh, website. So if that's you, then you could technically take your 401k from your old job or IRA and then move it into a solo 401k. And with the loan feature, it's a really, really unique concept. Like the idea of being able to take out 50% of the account value or 50,000, whichever number is less, take that money out penalty and tax-free and use that money to maybe fund a deal. Use that money to maybe pay off some high interest rate personal debt. And by doing that, you save a bunch of money on interest, but then you lower your utilization rate and then your credit score goes up. And now you can get a better loan from the bank. You can do so many cool things with that loan feature on the solo pool. And so a lot of those are really underutilized too. Like you had mentioned paying off high interest debt. And a lot of people don't realize that there's other solutions to do that. And yeah, you're paying an interest on the back end, which is to yourself, right? Because you say, hey, you're going to pay whatever 5% interest, but you're paying it to you. I mean, you are the bank in that scenario. So you're kind of paying it to yourself instead of paying on really high interest credit cards or student loans, whatever the case may be. So they have the old 401k method where now if you're an entrepreneur or solopreneur, you have an old 401k, you can access it, switch to the solo or the self-directed. What about for the IRA? So I know you said there were some downfalls of that. But if somebody just has an IRA, that's the only accounts that they've ever had in their lives. What does qualifying in that scenario look like? Would they be an entrepreneur in this scenario? Do they have to be? Like with a solo? Well, if they want to do a solo 401k, they do need to have that criteria met where they're an entrepreneur without W-2 employees. And if that's the case, they could take their IRA, move it into the solo 401k. Maybe I'm talking to someone right now that has no side hustle, no business activity going on in any way, shape or form but they do have this 401k from their old job or their IRA. And maybe they're just like, man, I'm not too keen on the stock market. Like, I like the idea of having my money invested outside the stock market. Mm -hmm. Then in that scenario, they could take their 401k from their old job or their IRA, move it into a self-directed IRA. And then from there, they have the menu of being able to invest into multifamily, private lending, private equity, things of that nature. Got it. And so there's other accounts, but the logistics sound a little bit different for what you qualify for. And the whole reason for the logistics of it is to avoid certain taxes and fees, correct? Because otherwise they would have to pay early withdrawal fees and then they have to pay some taxes as well. But but these methods that you're talking about are to specifically avoid those. Is that right? Yeah, because the money is going from one retirement account to another retirement account, right? So if you've got a hundred grand in a 401k from Fidelity and you want to use some of that money to play in the real estate arena. You technically move that 100000 from Fidelity into either a self-directed IRA or a solo 401k to qualify. And then from there, the retirement account, the new one, either the self-directed IRA or the solo 401k, can invest directly into a multifamily deal with Grant Cardone, for example. Right. So now your retirement account owns a piece of that asset. And because the retirement account owns the asset, just like your retirement account owns Amazon or Tesla stock, as you're buying and selling, as you're making money, there's no taxable event created. There's no penalties or taxes because everything is being done within that retirement vehicle. Yeah. I like the scenario. And it's so great that people have these options because 
maybe I have a little bit of a bias, but I do research a lot in the financial space and I don't want my money to be fully committed into indexes or the stock market. And you want to have control. You want to be able to do these things. Like you said, if you have a side hustle or something or a great opportunity, you want to be able to capitalize on it. So when it comes to cost to do something like this, let's say somebody has their employer, they have their IRA, their 401ks, their standard conventional investment wisdoms. And they're thinking, hey, I want to start moving this over to a more active thing where I have a little bit more control, a little bit more access to my money. Although there's no early withdrawal penalties or taxes, what kind of fees can they expect for anything? It probably costs fees to set these things up, set up the different accounts, have intermediaries. How expensive is it to kind of make something like this happen? And is it one time or is it recurring? Yeah, I'll just give industry averages, annual fees, what I see anywhere from like 200 to $500 a year, just a flat annual fee is where I see our space operate in. And then typically on the setup fee, it could be anywhere from 500 bucks to maybe $3,000, $4,000 setup fee. It just depends on the type of account it is, right? Like there's checkbook control account where you literally have a checkbook that you can write out of. There's this fancy retirement account we don't set up, but maybe some of your listeners have heard of. That's called the ROBS, Rollover Business Startup Plan. That's pretty popular for franchises. Those can get pretty pricey. I've seen them sold anywhere from like $5,000. So it just kind of depends on the vehicle you're looking to get. So there's usually going to be a one-time setup fee and then a recurring flat annual fee. I think I've seen some of our competitors charge like a percentage based off of their assets. I don't see that too often though. That's what you're used to though with your Wall Street account. Like sure. if you've got a 401k or IRA with Wall Street and Fidelity or Edward Jones has it, you're paying anywhere from about one to 2% a year on that money anyways, right? So typically moving your money to self-directed isn't gonna increase the fees a ton. It's just gonna put a little bit more ownership on you, right? You're the one calling the shots. You're the one that directs these funds. And obviously there's risk with everything. So whether it's in the stock market or real estate, whatever it is. So to keep that in mind. And then also it depends on the level of service. You know, I'll keep it real with your audience. We're not on the low end, the lowest of tiers with our fees because kind of like my secret sauce is the white glove service. Like I know someone can go to a competitor of ours or a different company and pay a lower fee, but I also know the expectations are different. Someone's going to sign up with them and it's like, Hey, here you go, Bob. Here's all the paperwork. Figure it out yourself. Once you find a deal that you're going to invest in, here's the paperwork you need to fill out. Mm -hmm. Have a good day. And if you have questions, you can email us. And I'm not saying that's a wrong model. You know, maybe someone that's really savvy can get with that kind of model. But our ideal client is 40 years of age or older, comes from corporate, has a busy life, isn't an expert in self-directed accounts. And they want a little bit more handholding, right? Like if they want to call somebody, someone's going to either answer the phone or call right back. And their employees here in the United States of America, all of my employees, about 13 of them are here in Las Vegas. I'm dealing with retirement accounts, like no offense to any other countries, but I'm not trying to call the Philippines, you know, to deal with an IRA or 401k. Sure. <laughs> and no, I'm not racist. My wife is Filipino and that's why I use the Philippines. And I have VAs, right? So I'm not picking on anybody, but I don't like calling the bank and I can't get a live person on the phone. Yeah. Like that annoys me, man. So those are the kind of people that we want to attract. People that want a little bit more love, the customer service side. 
Yeah. And I think it's important too, because you hit it right on the head. I mean, a lot of reasons why people go to these alternative investments is not because they're professional investors. It's because they are professional consultants or business owners or something else. And they don't want to do what I do day in and day out and underwrite deals and look at markets and do market research, do all these things, but they have money to deploy. And so it's the perfect where, Hey, I need a little bit more and maybe I'm willing to pay more or take a little bit less of a return as opposed to me doing it myself, but it's the time savings. So I've heard a lot of laws changing with these things, or you hear it sometimes. I don't know if it's exactly just clickbait stuff, but it doesn't seem to really get too far of, hey, the Fed is looking to do different things with retirement accounts or limit or restrict things like this, like self-directed items or imposed penalties. Have you heard of anything legitimate coming down the pipe that might impact this process that listeners should be aware of? There was a bill that they were talking about, and you probably are referencing that it really shook the real estate world. They're talking about like really changing the game for accredited investors. Essentially, like the way I read it is someone with an IRA or 401k can invest into an alternative asset. Right. And they all had to be accredited or something like, oh, it's like outrageous. Yeah. And it's funny, man. We'll get clients that will call us and they'll be like, hey, Biden's going to take my retirement account. What should I do? <laughs> and like, they're just getting scared, you know? But just go back to your point. I look at it like this, Mitt Romney, a really good example. If you Google Mitt Romney self-directed right now, you'll see that it's reported that he's got like tens of millions of dollars, reportedly up to $100 million in a self-directed IRA. He invested into some private equity play and just crushed it. So where I'm going with this is I believe most of Congress has IRAs and 401ks, and they're probably doing some Mitt Romney kind of stuff. So I find it very hard to believe that Congress would pass something that would affect their bank accounts. Mm-hmm. And actually, that kind of provides us some insulation, kind of protects us too. So the rules are the rules. Like We might as well play the game while it's here. And I find it very unlikely that the rules are going to change because there's a personal, and you can call it conflicts of interest because that's what it is. But I don't see Congress really doing something that's going to personally affect them and their legacy and their family and their generational wealth. Yeah. And I see that too, because the 1031 exchange comes under fire every two years, right? During elections and then during midterms. Every two years, you hear about the 1031 exchange going away or being limited in some capacity. And same thing, all of these officials, when they read that bill, they're going to say, well, that means I can't do this either. And so they're going to have to essentially live by the laws that they create, which they should. But just like you said, I think it provides us a little bit of ability to sleep at night knowing, hey, they're in the same boat as us. They do the same tactics as us. They probably wrote these laws to benefit themselves and they're not here to take it away. If anything, it's just a ploy to kind of go after the 1%, right? Or get some additional clicks for midterm. So I like how you kind of saw the same vision too. This stuff is really, really, really complex and it has to be done right. And so that's why in this show, I'm not going to go deep into the nitty gritty because every situation is different, but I wanted to give you the opportunity to just talk about it at a 10,000 foot view and really let people know these options exist. I mean, you don't have to have no control of your money until you're 65, 70, or who knows what the age will be by the time we get there and really having no control over your accounts there. So Daniel, I mean, this was really, really valuable. How can people get in touch with you, maybe learn a little bit more about this process, see if it's something they qualify for? What's the best way for them to get in touch with you or somebody on your team? Yeah, it would be danielblue.me is my personal website. And on there, you can pick up a copy of my book. I wrote a book called Blueprint to Your Best Retirement. It's uh, on Audible, physical copy, Kindle. And the premise of that book is how to help people access their retirement account penalty and tax-free. 
you know, how to use a retirement account to fund a business, how to use a retirement account to invest in your real estate. And you mentioned it earlier, this topic can kind of be complex. And I wanted to write a book that was easy to digest mm-hmm. and was something that people can pick up and read and take action and see some results in some way, shape or form. So yeah. it's a really easy to connect kind of book. So I know your listeners would get some value out of that. And then on my website, my podcast is there, How Winners Win. I have to talk about some of this in my podcast. And then if you're someone that has 401k from an old job or an IRA, and you're like, holy cow, I didn't know I could access this money penalty and tax-free. I want to learn more. There's a spot for you to learn more there. So that website's got a bunch of free content as well to kind of dive deeper on some of the things that we touched on. Perfect. Listeners, we are going to put all of those resources in the show notes. And while you're there, of course, if you haven't already, make sure you download our free ebook, The Definitive Guide to Building Generational Wealth and Passive Cash Flow Through Multifamily Real Estate. Daniel, thank you so much for coming on the show. Hey, Justin, thank you so much for having me. 